Hey, everybody. Today's episode is brought to you by two sponsors. The first is Brand Bucket. Deciding on a name and securing the appropriate domain is often a struggle for entrepreneurs and startups. Endless hours are spent brainstorming names and attempting to find that perfect name. Brand Bucket helps you solve that problem so you can spend your time solving more pressing ones. Brand Bucket is the largest marketplace of curated creative business names with a .com domain. Names are pronounceable, easy to remember, catchy, and short. Best of all, they're all guaranteed at a fixed, available price, so there's no need to go through the arduous task of price negotiations. Each name also comes with a high-quality logo, ready to use as soon as you purchase. How I Built It listeners can go to brandbucket.com slash howibuiltit to get started. And for a limited time, you will get a $75 Envato Marketplace gift card with the purchase of a name. This episode is also brought to you by Hoban Cards. Hoban Cards is a tiny letterpress printing shop located in Chehalis, Washington. Evan, Ben, and Claire work hard hand-feeding three antique letterpresses. They specialize in minimal custom letterpress printed calling cards and stationery. I can personally vouch for them. I recently had cards created by Hoban Cards, and they are some of the finest quality I've ever had. They are absolutely excellent. Uh, You can go to the show notes and take a look at them. I absolutely love them. If you need calling cards or stationery for your business, head over to HobanCards.com today. And now, on with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to How I Built It, the podcast that asks, how did you build that? My guest today is Matt Medeiros of Plug and Tut and The Matt Report. Matt, thanks for joining me. Joe, it's always a pleasure to join the radio waves with you. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So uh, Matt and I have recorded quite a few episodes of, uh, of his podcast, Plugged In Radio, together. So we, uh, we get on these, these recordings pretty regularly. So uh, today uh, we are going to talk all about Plug and Tut uh, and kind of how, um, how you came up with the idea and, and some of the uh, successes and some of the, the uh, pitfalls that you've had with that. So let's just jump right into it. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your product and how you came up with the idea? Yeah, so let's see. Um, it really started sort of getting into podcasting and doing YouTube. It started probably about five or about five years ago, and that started with the Matt Report. The idea of the Matt Report, which is just an audio only podcast. Now it used to be video, it used to be YouTube, uh, but then it sort of spilled over on some other products that I that I create that are more traditional, like plugins and themes for my company. And we spun up a YouTube channel specifically for, for the product space. And we spent a lot of time in YouTube. We spent uh, a lot of money producing stuff with, you know, just buying like video cameras, lighting equipment, spending the time creating these shows and uh, really saw some good traction, right? So, you know, the, the advantage to, you know, connecting with an audience on YouTube is probably fairly obvious at this point is, you know, if they, if they like what you're saying and you're teaching them something and you're getting right to the point, they're going to either be a customer or at least a loyal fan to kind of spread the word. But over the years, the studio has taken a different route, right? So now we're just doing more traditional client services and, you know, just getting into bigger projects. So that type of client, they're not on YouTube like watching our fun <laughs> WordPress videos mm-hmm. anymore. So Plug and Tut is sort of taking from what we were doing over there with product reviews and WordPress tutorials and just doing it under sort of my own personal brand because most folks were connecting with the videos that way with me 
And it's not a topic that I want to put into the Matterport ecosystem because that's much more about the business, the entrepreneur journey, you know, and just having conversations with people on how to build their businesses versus let me teach you how to use, you know, Beaver Builder or something Mm -hmm. like that. So that's where the idea of Plug and Tut was sort of was born from. Cool. Very cool. And uh, so there's, so you're in a, like a fairly competitive space, right? You, there's like the Envato tutorials and, and stuff like that. I don't know why I said it like that with like such disdain. I didn't mean to say it like that. Uh, but I mean, there are a lot of tutorials and stuff like that. So, um, you know, and did you kind of do any, any research? It sounds like you were kind of already doing this before, but how did you want to position yourself kind of differently, I guess? Yeah. So, uh, when I was young, I always wanted to be a YouTuber. No, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, what, what I've found really over the years of of doing this stuff is that the the audience it really depends on your audience and how well they that they can relate to you, right? So, you know, if you're doing tutorials and and teaching people how to do stuff, and I'm doing tutorials and teaching people how to do stuff, people are going to for the most part find the person that they like to follow. They might follow both of us. In fact, there are some, you know, there's like a, a, a 10% of people who are just diehard, consume all of this information. They're willing to learn from everyone all the time. And they might subscribe to you, to both of us, right? But a majority of them are going to stick with your voice and the way that you approach things. And same thing with me, they'll stick with my voice and how I approach things. So I'm not really worried to the degree of... um you know, big name competition. Uh, I mean, there's there's plenty of people out there doing things. And here's a fun story. Like I I did a tutorial on and just learning. Like again, the pitfalls of like learning what happens when you're when you let your voice come out, right? So I did a quick overview video of everyone's favorite theme called Divi, and <laughs> I think you and I talked about this off air. Mm-hmm. I mean, there the people that use Divi and the people that watch that video, you know, are just criticizing me and leaving me, you know, crazy comments because I criticize the product. Right. And that's my own voice coming through as like a, somebody who does WordPress with air quotes in the air, the right way, you know, using a product like Divi, it feels a little dirty. Right. And it doesn't feel right to a degree. So I let that shine through a little bit and criticize the product. Not even that bad. In fact, and is just like an outrage uh, of comments. So uh, definitely seeing the ups and downs of letting your personality come through in YouTube or audio clips, but just knowing that, look, people are still going to associate with me. Mm-hmm. And in fact, that video has brought me 75, oh, now 75 subs to the channel. So for all of the, uh, for all the haters out there, I got literally, let's see, there's probably about 14 like bad comments. That's like what, like four or five times yeah. uh, the amount of subscribers from it. So not bad. Yeah. Very nice. That's, uh, that's great. And, and I mean, we, we talked about this on, I think your podcast, you know, it's voice matters. So even if other people are saying the same thing, they're not saying it in your voice. So that's, I mean, that's a great point. That's correct. Yeah. Cool. Uh, so, um, you know, we talk a lot about a whole bunch of different things, but we don't, we don't really talk business advice with each other. You know, I mean, like a little bit here and there, but uh, are there people that you do like go to for business advice or is it mostly uh, like, I think we met through post status or like synced, like linked up here with post status. So, you know, where do you, where do you go for advice? I guess. Number one, I, 
I have two. Well, I have two answers to this. Uh, number one is all the guests I have on my podcast <laughs> uh, is me selfishly asking the questions because I'm just generally interested to mm-hmm. learn, you know, their types of things. And and today's episode that went out, which is the finale of season three, is Nathan Barry of ConvertKit, and that was just a tremendous just a tremendous lesson for me, right? Just the way he approached things on launching a product. But number two, I, I listened to your past episodes uh, as well. And a lot of folks said that they have, uh, they're part of a mastermind. I'm p- part of a mastermind as well uh, with some fairly successful WordPress product people. And, um, you know, we meet every other Friday and sometimes, uh, like right now, we're doing some guest uh, guest people come on to talk to us, um, even though it's the same six of us that meet every other week. Um, now we're bringing on some people, some outsiders to just uh, talk about their business and sort of be like, put them on the hot seat and ask them questions. And these are people that are are much more successful than we are and sort of get the get the download from them. But masterminds, masterminds, my podcast, really. <laughs> yeah, I, man, masterminds are like, that's. I'm, I'll tell you what, this. I started this podcast for the same reason it sounds like you have your podcast. I, I was asking people advice and uh, about how to kind of take the direction of another project of mine. And I thought, man, it would be cool to like publish these conversations. And, and so uh, I, I find that the our community, like the WordPress community in general, is really generous with you know their advice. Because I mean, I'm in a mastermind with a couple of people. One of them is not in WordPress, but it sounds like you guys are all kind of in the same space and you could be competitors, but you are sharing information and helping each other out. Sure. And just something that I want to add to that sort of nugget of, um, you know, some nugget of advice here is, you know, one of the things that, because you bring up WordPress and WordPress, most folks are, are very generous with their, uh, with the knowledge and their helpful advice. Um, a lot of folks also get caught up in reading like transparency reports and uh, Rob Walling, who's a past guest uh, on the show, you know, from Drip, uh, another email marketing automation service, in fact, you know, he talked about how he he sort of doesn't do the, the transparency reports anymore, right? And it and doesn't sort of share that information because he's actually been burned in the past uh, with sharing too much information. And I, and I mentioned that uh, not as like a dangerous like warning, but just sort of something that says, that sort of even validates masterminds even more that you're in a group of people that you trust, right? So you can share that information. It's one thing to like help somebody out uh, in in the WordPress space, but when it comes to business, like you said, some of us can be competitors. And in fact, some of the people in my mastermind are also service providers and we've bid on the same project, not knowing until afterwards. So it's important that you trust the people in your mastermind. That's really what makes a mastermind work really well and making sure that people are dedicated to it as well. That's like number two, like they have to show up every week yeah, <laughs> or else yeah. it just becomes, it just becomes, you know, it just doesn't, it, the, the validation falls through. Yeah. That, I mean, that's, that's so big that you, you trust the people that you talk to. The, the Rob Walling episode is a really good one. So uh, if you guys are looking for something to listen to after this episode, definitely check that out over at the mattreport.com, right? Is it the Matt Report or mattreport.com? Just mattreport.com. All right. So that's a, that's a really excellent episode. I just listened to that the other day, actually. So Awesome. And and I mean, that's finding a group of people you trust is really important. And I'm I'm lucky that everybody on my show has been people that either I look up to or I, I trust. And um, so it's it really makes it really makes talking to people a lot easier. So now just uh, as a precursor to this next question, you are you're in the service, uh, you, you do service and products. Do you do a lot of coding and stuff like that? 
Absolutely zero. <laughs> All right. Gotcha. Uh, but you do like you do like sell themes and stuff like that through uh, another uh, through like Slocum Studio. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. So Slocum Studios, the agency and the services, Slocum Themes are the uh, are the themes, and then Conductor Plugin is our uh, content uh, builder plugin. Gotcha. Okay, so so you do no coding. You're the brain behind it, and then you kind of uh, contract this work out. Is that? Yeah, well, I have a uh, I have uh, three full time employees, and uh, they work as they you know they work on the services side of the house a majority of the time, and then uh, whenever we have uh, <laughs> a breathing moment, we'll work on on the product side. Uh, much more focused on the plugin at the moment, and not so much the themes. Although we did recently re- uh, release a theme, it was actually released almost. Almost a year ago, but it finally got approved on .org. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> nice. there's that. Nice, cool. So, uh, so this is going to be a really interesting question. I'm gonna, I'm very curious to hear your answer to this. Then, uh, so for for Plugin Tut, how did you build it? Because you have you have the site, you have the videos, and and you do the podcast. Like, I'd be really interested, uh, and hopefully the listeners will too, to hear like what kind of tools you use to make all of that happen. Yeah. I, I do have a blog post that I started the draft when I st- <laughs> when I started building it out because what I realized was um, you know in setting a deadline like plugin tut is the first sort of web web property well I shouldn't say this but of recent of in the last few years that I've launched with like a precise plan and even that hasn't gone exactly to mm-hmm. uh, to the T but um, when I sat down with it I said look. I'm going to make this as precise as possible. I don't want to mess around with a theme, you know, tweaking every bit of everything that I want, how I want it to look and all that stuff. So what I did was I looked at my themes and none of them are really geared towards sort of the magazine or sort of news type of uh, layout. It very much uh, the stuff that we produce is much more small business and traditional portfolio site. Uh, so what I did is I went over to uh, Mike McAllister's site, Array.is. Um, I had him on the podcast as well, Array Themes. And uh, I picked up, I forget the name of it off the top of my head, but it was one of his latest themes, probably the one that's just behind the one he just released. And um, I used that because I really enjoyed the the typography, the layout, uh, the style of it. And I had another friend, uh, Chris Langilly, who created a... Um, the logo for me. And he's, again, another gentleman that I've had on the podcast before. And uh, he did me a favor and hooked me up with a uh, with a logo for Plugged In Radio and Plugged In Tut. So the idea behind that was, let's not waste time. Yeah. <laughs> let's not waste time on tweaking designs. Like, yes, I could have used my baton theme and I could have changed the styling, but honestly, I'm in a position where I just didn't have enough time to do that. Uh, and nor did it really fit the you know, fit the need. I had to take my own advice and tell somebody, look, if this, you're picking a theme because it should do like 90% of what you want. If you start changing more than that 10%, you, you got to find another theme. Like, you know, if you're in a crunch. So that's what I did. And then I spent a considerable amount of time just setting up all of the social sites and branding all of that stuff. So uh, just getting that logo and going through and creating all of you know, all of the media assets for every social network, the avatars, the cover photos, 
you know, the eight by 800 by 800 dimension for whatever, right? <laughs> like all of these different sites that you have to go and set your logos on to set them all up. And I use Canva for that, canva.com. It's a sort of like an online image uh, manipulation service, right? Or like a Photoshop mm-hmm. online kind of thing. Yeah. So they have all these templates for Facebook and Twitter and uh, SoundCloud and all that stuff, iTunes. So I went through and I created all of the assets for that. And I just said, look, what, what is Plug and Tut? It's a home for WordPress tutorials, right? Uh, handcrafted WordPress tutorials is sort of my spin on it, right? Some, you know, this isn't a content farm of, you know, ghost writers who come in and just whip up, you know, 37 roofing, <laughs> roofing company themes, <laughs> right, uh, which right. I can't even believe there is, but there is. So this is me taking my time doing it sort of handcrafted uh, and taking my time on each one. And Plugged In Radio is, uh, you know, the spin of, look, I talk to plug-in developers and have them demonstrate their product. Like, just come on the rate, just come on the airs with, with me and say, here's what my plugin does. This is who it's best suited for. And let me show you how to use it in a sort of, as much as I can, middle of the road, not trying to sell it, but present right. it, right? Present it and tell us who it's best fit for. And, um, you know, in... Putting all of that stuff together in terms of the branding is just isolating plugintut.com for, you know, the written tutorials and youtube.com slash plugintut for just the video tutorials, right? Mm -hmm. Of course, you connect them back, you know, you connect them to each other through posts and whatnot, but just setting up those two silos and getting right to work and starting with, you know, thinking back now, this is the beginning of July. So I was, I think I pre-drafted or drafted three pieces on or three or four blog posts on Jetpack, one gigantic 3,000 word post on selecting the best plugin uh, and just sort of seeded all this content so that the day that I launched, I wasn't thinking to myself, oh dear God, <laughs> right. I have to now go and write all of this content. But you know what I used to do that was actually Google Docs. You know, Unfortunately, I can't find uh, a good way to switch between my desktop and my laptop and opening up WordPress and drafting. I like to do everything in Google Docs. Plus I have an editor and she goes through and sort of cleans it up and, nice. and, and gets it sort of uh, published ready. And that's when I launched. So I launched, uh, I launched with that. And uh, I pr- also pre-recorded four or five episodes of plug in t- of plugged in radio and got that ready to go too. Cause again, I didn't want to be stuck thinking, Oh geez, I've launched. Now I have to go create this content, try to s- save myself a little bit there and get all this content ready. Mm-hmm. And from there, I really, you know, you and I just did a show on uh, tools on blogging. I didn't install a lot of plugins on Plugin Tut. It's, uh, you know, Jetpack, Yoast, you know, the traditional stuff. Nothing crazy that I can think of. Optin Monster for, you know, for capturing the email leads and, and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I don't even know what I, PowerPress for, uh, PowerPress for the podcast side of the house. And, and YouTube, and just YouTube embeds really at this yeah. point. You know, and nothing, nothing crazy in terms of, of how I actually built, uh, built the site. Yeah. So I, so it's really content driven. I mean, I, and I think that's a really great takeaway is that, uh, we've had a lot of developers on the show so far. We've had people who have like really developer centric products, but I mean, you've got something out there and you're just, you, you found the tools you need. I love that you didn't spend a whole lot of time tweaking the theme. Like, like WP in one month is a beaver builder site because I didn't want to, I was more focused on writing the content than on developing the theme, even though I can do that, right? So, you know, the fact that you had content ready to go and and you're you have your 
you know, the, the reason you're doing this and, and that kind of guides you is, I think, really, really great advice for anybody who wants to start their own project online. Honestly, you know, I, I would even say if if you're thinking of anything in content and growing an audience, I'd almost like you really have to focus because here's a quick sort of story of what went on in my head in the probably the second month going into it. I, I did start to fall behind on creating blog posts and I and I still do to some degree to the point where I was almost like, you know what, maybe I shouldn't have built the blog first and I should have just built the YouTube channel first. And I guess what I'm getting at here is finding what you're naturally good at. Like what's mm-hmm. the one thing like you can bang out in a in you know an afternoon. And for me, it's just creating videos. <laughs> nice. Um, because for the most part, you know, if you're not if you're somebody who's not having to edit all the time and, and you're not doing a lot of outtakes or you don't really care about that kind of thing. Creating a video for me is so much easier and faster to upload it to YouTube than to sit down and, you know, draft 600, 900, 1200 words to a tutorial. <laughs> Conversely, it's the exact opposite for me. I can bang on a blog post in an hour and it takes me like four hours to do like a 20 minute video or a 10 minute video. Yeah. You know, to the point where I was almost like, ah, you know, I, I really, maybe I should just switch it and say that, uh, you know, plug and touch is really just uh, YouTube videos for right now. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm, I'm still hanging, hanging on, hanging on with it. Nice. Nice. So it sounds like you're kind of thinking about this transformation. You just started in July. So uh, you're, you're still kind of finding your grasp, but I, I'm going to combine the last two questions here, right? Has your project, has your product gone through any transformation since first launch? slash what are your plans for the future because it sounds like your plans could be the next transformation if there's any yeah so i mean one of the things that is sort of uh, embedded in the content and one of the things i had told myself in the beginning was so the reason why i don't do tutorials on matterport is because again it's it's just business right that's what i want it to be and i didn't want folks to I don't want that content to be mixed up, right? Because mm-hmm. I have a lot of opinions about WordPress. I have a lot of opinions about products uh, and how people do things. And I didn't want that message or that signal to be crossed through the Matt report. But it's also like, I can't avoid it. <laughs> it's like <laughs> one of those things where it's just like, my opinion always comes through. And even when I'm doing a tutorial, I'll catch myself saying, well, I wish they would have done, you know, I wish they would have done this or they would have worded it differently or mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So what I really think I might do is in terms of like transitioning the content of plugin top is I haven't thought it fu- fully through yet, but I, I might just like preface something by saying like, there's a lot of opinion in this piece. <laughs> uh, this might not be a tutorial. This might be my actual review. Like I didn't right. want to do reviews. I wanted to just teach you how to use something. Um, and that really came to light again when I did the Divi video and I let my, emotions get a hold of me. Um, so I, I might sort of spin that a little bit. But the other thing that's coming uh, is 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 maybe just some more focused, you know, tutorials on the site, you know, more traditional courses. That again, still isn't something that is fully fleshed out yet. But finding ways to uh, get somebody more just, you know, engage with taking a tutorial, right? So a pass or fail, that kind of thing. I don't want to do a membership stuff. I've already done that with with the Matt Report. It's not something I'm, I'm really interested in. But what can I do to get somebody to, you know, quote unquote, take a course and just feel like they got something out of it, even if it was just like learning how to install the plugin at its base level, but they felt sort of empowered and, and they can sort of tell people that 
now I know how to do this. So that's something that I'm exploring at this point. Cool. Very, that's, that sounds awesome. And, um, so kind of like a, a sidebar question, I guess, and, uh, feel free to say as little or as much as you want about this, but, uh, you know, the previous interviews have been with kind of product people or service people. It's very clear how, uh, they have like a, a profitable thing, right? Um, I know making money blogging can be tough. Can you talk about kind of like the the challenges? You know, you don't have to say numbers, obviously, but I'm interested in how you approach going about making money with this, if you don't mind. Absolutely. Listen, absolutely. Uh, This is my favorite topic, right? So, (laughs) (laughs) um, you know, here's the thing. Again, I'm going to, I'm going to go back to that sort of divvy uh, scenario because again, this is sort of my, uh, okay. So I'll tell you how I'm going to monetize the blog. So one, affiliates, right? Two, direct ad sales. Three, maybe some kind of professional service. Uh, I don't know what that is. Maybe something like we just chatted about. So I got these three sort of revenue models sort of uh, outlined. And this is my first, again, air quotes, affiliate type thing where I'm actually using affiliate links, disclosing it, that kind of thing. But saying that it's, I'm only supporting the products that I feel will also support the end user, right? So while I might not like a product, Again, like a Divi, I feel like the product team at behind Divi, they're not going anywhere. They're not trying to rip anybody off like I see with a lot of internet marketing companies. Mm-hmm. So even though I might not use it for my own projects, uh, I might use an affiliate link uh, to help teach somebody how to use it maybe the right way and, and caution them, that kind of thing. Anyway, I've been doing that since the start. I made 43 bucks. <laughs> uh, not just off of Divi, uh, but just off my whole collective amount of uh, affiliate links throughout the site. Okay, yeah. so I made it. I tweeted the other day, like as a joke. Uh, you know, follow me as I try to 10x that journey just to pay for insurance. Uh, you know, that's the life of sort of a content marketing entrepreneur. Yeah. The other thing is 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 direct ad sales, and I think that this is an area in the WordPress industry that is going to get real interesting real soon um, in terms of competitiveness and and who's really, you know, scoring the bigger bucks. I'm already into the five, well into the five figures of sponsorship for uh, Plug and Tut and Plugged In Radio. I just got my second sort of flagship content partner uh, yesterday, uh, Pluginize uh, by WebDev Studios. So securing folks that I know that provide a great Number one, have a great products. Number two, they they can back it up in terms of support and coding. And number three, that I know will be around for a little while. Uh, and number four, that they're actually people that are out in the community helping the WordPress community is very important to me because this is my, to me anyway, I look at, at, at ad spots as, again, my voice saying, I recommend this product. Like if all of a sudden, you know, e-cigarettes wanted to sponsor my show, I'd probably say no. Like I have, you know, I don't care really how much money you were giving me. I do. I have no <laughs> right. affinity to uh, e-cigarettes yeah, or anything it's, like that. Right. And it's, it's your reputation, right? And your, your exactly. word is, your word is gold as far as people who listen to you and you don't want to diminish right. that. That's correct. So, you know, those are, those, those are three areas that I'm pursuing in terms of uh, monetization. Uh, again, sort of affiliate sales, direct ad sales and sponsorships, and then kind of looking for a, a service, professional service, maybe more towards the, you know, plugin developers or product developers that are out there. Um, I don't know exactly what that is yet, but it, it, it might, you know, coming sooner or later. Nice. That's awesome. And I think that's, uh, 
again, that's really sound advice for anybody who who wants to get into the content side of things because that stuff is by no way easy. I'm doing the same thing for for this podcast and WP in one month, and you just kind of kind of grind it out. And you know, if people, if your sponsors trust you as a person and the stuff that you're putting out, then then it'll 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 do well for you, I think. So we will. We're coming up at the end of time. Uh, so. We're going to wrap up with my favorite question and the one that always takes people by surprise because it's not in the regular numbered list. And that is, do you have any trade secrets for us? Ooh, let's see. Trade secrets. Well, I can tell you that one piece of advice, you know, especially if you're looking to connect with other people in the WordPress space and uh, and even maybe get into content marketing or content contents, uh, monetization services is... Number one, it's going to take time. Number two, you have to do a phenomenal job. Not every piece of content has to be phenomenal, but you do have to show up consistently. And and that's really the key to it. And direct sales and marketing is the key to any business. And I don't care how many systems or automations you put in place or keywords you buy up or Facebook ads you, you know, invest in. Sales is the lifeline of the business and you have to be, you know, confident enough to go out there and make those sales and connect with people. And what's the worst they could say is no, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, that's, you know, man, that's, that's such great advice. I, Absolutely. I guess, I guess my trade secret was I grew up in car sales, so I guess I'm not afraid to ask people. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, to, I mean, it's sale. that's something I just learned recently. Like, just ask, and like, and if they say no, they say no, and maybe you put a like, and you know, you gave them an earworm, and they'll think about it later and be like, "Hey, that is a good podcaster. That is a good blog. You know, I would like to support that blog." So, uh, it's that is, I mean, that is excellent, excellent advice. So. Uh, cool. Matt, thank you very much for joining me. If you uh, want to find more of Matt online, you can go to mattreport.com or plugin.tut.com or any place else they can find you. Lots of other places. <laughs> no, I think I think if you just search for uh, Matt Medeiros on Google, you find me. There is a uh, an ex-VP of Dell and uh, Cisco Systems. <laughs> and I sometimes actually get his emails and, wow. uh, you know, yeah, I've I've got some pretty good offers from Fortune 500 companies before. Nice. Well, that's uh, that's very <laughs> nice for you. Probably surprising for them. Uh, but anyway, uh, thanks everybody for listening. Uh, thanks to our sponsors, Brand Bucket and Hoban Cards. And until next week, go out there and build something. <laughs>